0: same china, china different, different stories. stories we are the ones in a new life welcome hello, hello. welcome to adopt You's born in china podcast i am sitting down or recording with julie today julie is an illustrator actually so really artsy people i like i like talking to artsy people but yeah we connected through email i believe right Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yes So, Julie, you're a Chinese adoptee.
1: Yes, I am.
0: (laughs) Yay. Where are you based? Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Okay. So, not Mm -hmm. that far from where I currently am. Yeah, go birds. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have you been in Philadelphia for long? Have you just been there for a short time?
1: I've kind of been in and out. I'm actually from south of Jersey, which is... Since you're in New York, it's basically where the town I was from is, like, the Jersey City oh. of Philadelphia, Okay, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so I'm more of a Philly girl of heart. I actually tried to live in New York for, like, the year before COVID started, and I was like, I miss how janky Philly is compared to New York. <laughs> also, the prices are better. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm, I've am i been in this area for a while, but I've only really been living in Philly for a little bit less than a year. So Okay.
0: Yeah, and I think there's actually like a lot of people who travel between like New York and Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I hear that often. People like going back and forth. So it's near all of the history of America. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I always think of Philly. It's like
1: the history of America, like the Liberty Bell. Yeah, it's very know. um. My one brat, I I'm a very proud philly suburb person in the sense or outer philly, philly suburb in new jersey i think the city is very like uh it's very home vibes like i don't think it's very pretentious like you can just walk over to benjamin franklin's grave and see it you know through the gates there's no like yeah walled off thing which i've always really appreciated yeah um, yeah that's, that's <laughs> me bragging <laughs> um it has oh. problems too like every city but oh yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: mm-hmm. true. I guess it's just like smaller. So people tend to harp on like not the great things of a smaller city. It's like, yeah, oh, yes. wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yes, let's let's begin. So your Chinese adoptee, would you share more about
1: your adoption?
0: Um yeah. You comfortable. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, thank you again for letting me come on. I remember emailing you actually and thinking like, oh. Well, you even say yes. So this is this is really cool. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, I was adopted from Kunming, China in 1996. I, I was born 1995, but um, I was adopted with a group of, I think, I want to say like eight or nine people. We don't really keep in contact. Um, I was the youngest at eight months or seven months. And my parents who adopted me were actually a little bit older. They were like 50 when they got me. Um, oh,
0: okay, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We like to make the joke that it, it was very um uh, we weren't supposed to actually be paired. Like they were supposed to get the oldest child in the group. And I was supposed to go with the younger, youngest couple because huh. I was the youngest baby. But <laughs> for some reason it just ended up we um, you know, they got me instead and I'm very grateful. Hanming <laughs> <laughs> is very famous as like the capital of Yunnan province, and it's like known as the city of Eternal Spring oh um, okay and Yunnan itself is I think it has the most ethnic minorities of China which is cool um I have done 23andMe and it says I'm like 99% Chinese so I don't know how much oh, yes. minority I really <laughs> have in me <laughs> but right you know I guess like Julia Child cameo she was there in World War II that's kind of oh, cool okay spy. <laughs> okay okay Casual, mm-hmm. just casual spy over there. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's because like Kunming is also it's like the I think it's the elevation of Denver, so it was a good place because the Japanese couldn't get to it very easily. It's like in the mountains, uh-huh. so, so like okay. yeah. <laughs> I forget about all those things
0: that have factored in. I guess based on like placement and stuff. Oh, no
1: kitty! There's
0: whiskey. Okay, <laughs> watching watching a cat, and um, for the most part, he's not been like jumping on stuff. But I guess maybe he really wanted attention now. <laughs> oh
1: my god. <laughs> this is that's fine with me.
0: I love little cats. Little tuxedo cat. I've heard that tuxedo cats are pretty affectionate. And I think that's been true of most of the ones
1: that I have seen or experienced. So. Um, my I used to room with someone who now is back in Singapore, but she had a tuxedo cat that I consider my stepdaughter and her name is I love her so much and I miss her, but now she's in Singapore. So wow. Yeah. Took the cat with her. I'm assuming. Yeah, she was the one I actually lived in New York with. So. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, so I was nothing from China, um, around seven months, and my parents, even though they were older, I got really lucky. I think they understood that you know I I, I don't want to. They didn't want me to grow up in a town that I would be the only person of color. Oh or yeah. The only Asian person, and. Not They did not plan this at all, but I actually have, like, Asian relatives because my dad's sister, my aunt, married um, a Chinese-American man. So I have an Uncle Fred and his Mm -hmm. entire family I get along really well with. I think it's because, like, his kids, like, my cousins are half Chinese, right? Yeah. And I'm, like, adopted Chinese, so we've always had this, like, bond.
0: Oh, nice. Um,
1: They're all a little older than me, again, because my parents were, like, 50 when they got me. But yeah, I realized, like, my i don't even know if you could consider it a privilege but i got really lucky with the family i was adopted into mm. and i'm not even the only adopted person in my family on my mom's side there's like three girls that were adopted at different times from different parts of her family oh. um, and uh my parents moved us to where i was talking about before the <laughs> a little satellite town near Philly it's called Cherry Hill <laughs> um it's famous for its big mall um, okay and the rabbi who murdered his wife <laughs> if you uh, heard true crime. Um, <laughs> the rabbi murdered his wife yeah that's crazy Whoa. <laughs> in small towns okay <laughs> yeah I my parents are also I should mention too they are Jewish and I, I'm Jewish as well and oh. you know that rocked the Jewish community when that happened. I wasn't they, sure. They like moved there after it happened, but like there's still whispers about it, you know, like all the gossip. Yeah. In the town. But yeah. Yeah. wow. Okay. <laughs> Oh, all right. As you just like
0: casually slip that in. It's like, yeah, the town I grew up in, the rabbi murdered his wife. Who's <laughs> like, Excuse me, what?
1: <laughs> I feel like it's a really good prepper because everyone's like, oh, it's New Jersey. How exciting can it be? I'm like, well. Wow. Well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's
0: funny. Uh, no, it's not funny. Murder's not funny, guys. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just kind of like, yeah, you know, adoption, but also murder. But, I mean, it is kind of wild when you actually like pay attention to some stories you hear because I know there's a lot of those in the city too of
1: like murders and people being buried in places and it's like, hey. mm-hmm. yeah, it's like crazy. Um, but I'm not selling um, Sherry Hill enough. It is like a very, <laughs> I, I think to combine it all because of um, where I grew up, I actually had a lot of diversity in terms mm-hmm. of Asian um Americans near me and Jewish Americans it's a very popular place for both minorities <laughs> to yeah. come together um I even knew some other Asian Jews because they were adopted like me oh so, okay again I don't think my parents really planned to actually find as many adoptees in the area as we did but it ended up really They're working, working out. out okay um because you were adopted with like
0: seven or eight seven or eight other kids babies or children I guess babies mm-hmm. mostly and then I f I don't know if you mentioned you if you stay in touch with them at all or no. Okay, yeah.
1: I would like to check in on how they're doing, but I think we stopped meeting up after all of us like turned four, you know, or five. Yeah, like it was just yeah. too hot. I mean, a lot of them were from different parts of the country too. Like oh. it wasn't like they were, you know.
0: Um, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So that ended up kind of just working out as it did. But I made friends with people who were just Asian American, not adopted. I had yeah. friends who were Jewish. I met some people who were like adopted but not transracial adoptees Mm, Um, and I I really value my parents foresight in that yeah like Um, having that exposure right yeah I mean again I think they really you know when you talk about Chinese adoption I think it's kind of impossible not to mention the stuff that the Korean adoptees went through first yeah and I think my parents were very conscious of the fact that a lot of korean adoptees were basically like again put into towns where they're the only person of color yeah. a lot of people didn't even know what korea was as a country you know when they yeah. were being adopted, like at least people know what china is yeah you know any racist person would be like i know what china is because there's a lot of chinese yeah. xenophobia like i yeah. can tell but like korea before k-pop and stuff it's it's like mm-hmm. what is this country <laughs> I know and I, and I think a lot of Korean adoptees
0: because I know you say your parents are older too but I think even older generations too it's like that just wasn't a conversation they had with their kids and then I guess adopting kids from Korea it was like not necessarily something they talked about with their kids either yeah and no I, yeah
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: see that and you're like oh that's kind of a bummer that you weren't able to
1: have that conversation with your parents and you probably won't I guess it depends,
0: but
1: yeah. I mean, adoption, like every family, it's complicated, and I think when you introduce transracial identity into it, it gets even more complicated. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't mean that I can't be successful. I, I got really lucky with the parents I got, but some people, you know, I. I yeah. I think it just really depends. I actually knew someone who their parents did not get the right documentation so when she hmm. was um, applying to college she realized she didn't have a social security number oh and I was just ugh. I know her parents were going through a lot but I just kept thinking like this you've why would you do this to your child yeah. like this is just a basic form you need to yeah. survive in this country and you didn't have the form site yeah. to do that for her i mean they did get it set up She was able to go to college but it was Event, just, yeah would i'm you sure do this that for the your birth child you know yeah. like not yeah. get them a birth- you know yeah anyway sorry you're saying
0: <laughs> i was say but in the moment that's not pleasant at all
1: <laughs> no
0: <laughs> like, that's not something you want to deal with i think when you're older yeah because it seems like I also feel very fortunate too. It's like being so, I was four when I came to the US, but I know mm-hmm. during that process too, my parents like naturalized or like got me a citizenship for the US in addition to adopting, which I didn't realize those were two separate processes they had to do, but it is. And then so when I came here, I didn't have to worry about any of that. And I have a social security number. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So
1: it's like, I take, it gra- I
0: take it for granted. I take it for granted. was like, oh, yeah, I didn't have to worry about any of that identity stuff. So yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm guessing apart from adoption, because I think even having, like, exposure and, like, family and stuff and people who are still, like, I think it's very helpful, but I'm sure it's still, like, we each all go go through, like, growing up and being teenagers. Like, I think it's still probably hard, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that was, like, a
1: hard time for you or you're, like, meh. <laughs> I actually, um I have, like, a sub stack where I, like, post newsletters, right? Mm. And, I made this recent post because May just happened. Happy AIP month. Now it's pride month. Happy pride month. I think one of the things that I dealt with growing up in the community I did was actually not feeling authentic enough.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, Especially in the idea of like being an Asian American and kind of the struggles that I think are plastered. For better or for worse, I think it's good to have representation of struggles as an Asian American. But mm-hmm. a lot of things my Asian American friends were dealing with, I was not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as I got older, like I was really, um, when I was in middle school and high school, I was very active in being proud of being Asian American. I still am. Yeah. But I think I started to understand as I got older, I was like, but I don't have parents who are immigrants who have gone through that struggle. Mm -hmm. I don't have any relation to my birth parents I also like I came out to my parents like as bisexual and my parents didn't have a problem with it Mm -hmm. and how I mean not just like Asian Americans I think people who are born from their parents sometimes have problems with that but yeah um my I again I, I know I'm it's probably annoying my girlfriend hears about this enough but I really am so grateful for the parents I got I really love them um sucks that they were so old my dad ended up passing away when I was like a junior in college Mm. and like my mom has dementia so you know you're you're given the cards you're dealt but I -hmm. think in general like my parents raised me with so much love and like support yeah that it was really hard to see a lot of my friends were Asian American not saying that their parents were abusive some of them weren't it's just like I could not relate to some of the problems they were going through and I felt like Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can relate to these things that they're going through in the same way Mm, right yeah um even I felt like um because in art I went to art school so one yeah. of the things that I noticed a lot of artists were doing, which I think was awesome, was talking about their traditions, like at home, like they're Chinese American or Japanese American, Korean American, all these, or just, you know, there were international students there too. So they were just talking about how their racial identity and ethnic identity has affected stuff in their life through their art. Yeah, And I just kept thinking like, okay, it makes sense why they're using symbols you know like the dragon or different Chinese characters because they've grown up with this they Amen. were raised with this but I was I was not I felt like I do I even have the fort withal to use these um. you know symbols and traditions because I had grown up close to these things I knew what they were but I did not have the same I think child bond not even child bond but just that repetitive yeah. like oh we're celebrating this this is why we do this um mm-hmm. and I think also just the idea of having like not an Asian last name has given I think it's given me some benefits that, oh 100% yeah, yeah like I, I, I I'm mean. assuming you feel it too but mm. and especially in art yeah there's this huge problem <laughs> um and again it comes off from they're trying to right or wrong I get it but whenever something in the news happens against against or for an ethnic minority right or you know yeah we have uh for example um i do illustrations for uh, the editorial sphere oftentimes so the new york times new yorker um npr all that stuff yeah if they have articles right about black history month they go to black artists if they have yeah an article about asian pacific american heritage month they go to an asian or pacific islander yeah um, but i think the issue that lies with that is that sometimes people get typecast it's like all you get is oh. stuff about blackness stuff about Asianness, stuff about ness. or on the worst side i think you know it's like ah another asian old person got Attacked. Yeah. I'm coming to you, Asian American illustrator, oh for your interpretation. Um, and I never got satcheled with that. Because of your name, like your whole name? I think my name's part of it. I think it's also just I was allowed in a way because I didn't have that cultural tie. It's uh. almost like tied to, or like be forced into it. Like my teachers weren't telling me, Oh, you should embrace your culture. Because yeah. there wasn't the culture, I wasn't raised with that. I literally yeah. would tell people like I have white parents. Like it's yeah, it's a completely different experience, right? Mm. So my style, yeah. I think I was able to kind of create the style from what I've grown up with, what I was visually attracted to. Yeah. And I think in lieu of just feeling I wasn't, I don't know if I'm in the position even to um like use some of the iconography. Without mm-hmm. feeling like honestly, like the orange chicken, you know, in Panda Express. Yeah, you know? and you're like, uh <laughs> I've talked to most of my, a lot of my Asian American friends are like, that's bullshit, Julie. You can use it. Oh, sorry, yeah. that, I was cursing. I didn't. Can, it. It's okay. <laughs> um, so, like Julie, that's you're just you know, you're trying to make yourself small for no reason. and I'm really yeah. good at that. I was just, God. I was, I was just about to say that. It was like, oh, don't
0: feel. I mean, not tell you how to feel but it's like uh I guess there's like a a little bit of like an idea of like feeling guilty that it's like you have good parents it's like no that's just like that's your experience like there's no I was telling a friend yesterday it's like you should never feel guilty for liking someone or being with someone because that's your decision to choose to be with them you know or Mm -hmm. you know it's like the cards are dealt but I I was kind of thinking it's like oh yeah I I don't have to feel guilty for like having a good family and that contributes too it's like yes, good parents, but it's also like your relationship to them and how you behaved as a kid and like your decisions. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could be like you have good parents, but if you make decisions yourself that are like not great, that it's not going to be a great relationship, but it does sound like your, your parents would probably say the same thing. It's like, I love my daughter and like mm-hmm. how she, because it seems like you're very cognizant, self-aware and like thinking about, I mean, you're also, I can see it in your illustrations. It's like, you really think through a lot of stuff I and mean, you're observing. So I think that um, yeah it's like that's part of your experience uh and it's like we do hear a lot of experiences that are sometimes not great and it's just like the full NYX bag of stuff but it is really nice to hear that it's like your asian-american friends were saying that like don't feel guilty for using these motifs and icons because that is like a part of you even though it was taken away from you like that whole thing yeah, yeah it is tough i guess even like, the grass is not always greener on the other side of, like, even having exposure to, like, Asian-American families and friends and other adoptees. It's, like, doesn't necessarily mean that it's, like, we all come to terms with our identity so young. But that's yeah. not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, it's it's tough, I'm sure. Um, but mm-hmm. it seems like there's a lot of sympathy, not necessarily empathy, that we, I think, as eight Chinese adoptees have for, like, Chinese immigrant families or kids. Yeah um mm-hmm. but it is because you're you went to art did you go to
1: art school in philadelphia too or did you go in new york i actually went to um rhode island oh um, rhode island if you look up risd that's my yeah. college they have a very famous mascot you, they, have, <laughs> they have a famous mascot i'm just not gonna say anything else <laughs> you gotta look it up for your oh okay
0: google um, okay I will Google the mascot but it's, uh, whoa, okay, this is a total yeah. sidebar, but the connection to, when I think of Rizdy, I think of Sisterhood in
1: the Traveling Pants. Yeah, oh my okay, god. Okay, can we talk about that? That is okay. not realistic in any sense. I feel oh, like that's of the so funny. Are like old people, like they're not. Okay.
0: They're not young, hot. Not young, hot. Okay, so, because I'm. I mean growing up how we did in American culture but like Sister of the Chat and Pants is like one of the first I guess what like young adult type books that I read
1: mm-hmm. and I've definitely
0: talked about this before but I wouldn't talk about it again because I am a figure model
1: but oh, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. it's funny because I was like that's the first time I read it a- I've read about it in the book and they were talking about like the hot dude and then like they fall in love or whatever oh. and I was like well figure model seems interesting but I don't know so like anytime I when I started figure modeling I immediately thought of like RISD.
1: <laughs> has it that happened a- to you? Have you fallen in love with one of the people <laughs> no, that were drawing you?
0: <laughs> I have not. I had a crush on one person, but that was it. And nothing came of it. It was just like a nice little, you know, moment, and then it passed. I think the person returned the feelings, but it was kind of like, like that weird mm. dynamic. Uh, but yeah, it did kind of happen, but not really. Not like, but, but I, that's that's my RISD when I think of it.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mm-hmm. definitely did not go to RISD or apply there. <laughs> it, it's it's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I I love it. I think it was a really good experience for me. Mm-hmm. But if you are going to go into a lot of depth for it, I don't think it's worth it. Um, <laughs> gotcha. But again, I, I did benefit from it. Mm. Um, and I think one of the nice things about going to an art school specifically is you meet. And RISD, yeah, I think. Again, I'm not one of those people who's like oh, I went to Harvard. No i think risdy has its flaws um mm-hmm. but i do think that because it is one of the top art schools in the country it attracted yeah. a lot of international students that i also uh, became with. okay and it was so eye-opening for me to talk to people from the mainland yeah you know and hear their perspective and not yeah. just from the mainland i know so many people from the diaspora like there was a lot mm-hmm. of people from new zealand who were mm-hmm. chinese-american my friend my best friend jesson's from indonesia chinese indonesians it's that's a complex history right there yeah Um, and it was so i don't want to say rejuvenating but like i found that i've had more in common honestly sometimes with them in a weird way because we've made our homes in places that are not china right yeah yeah. and it's really cool I also like weirdly enough even when I was growing up in Cherry Hill one of my best friends was actually like half black and half um Indonesian oh we related a lot more sometimes than let's say like our Asian American friends because again it felt like I didn't feel Asian enough she didn't feel Asian enough okay and when I made my um illustration about adoption I -hmm. actually got messages from people I went to school with at RISD who are yeah. half like just half Asian half something else and they were all saying like I really agree, like resonate with you mm. on this because I get I think even if let's say you have one parent that you share like more appearances with and like you yeah. look more like their race quote unquote yeah there's that disconnect right um, so I think one of the beautiful things about being an adoptee is you've met you kind of intersect so many different worlds that you might not have understood Right, you know, if you had been, you know, like if we had been in China or like had been born of the blood of our, you know, adoptive parents, right. I think there's something beautiful about that.
0: Mm. Wow. Okay, I was wondering that too. What the student body was like, and you answered that because I've seen a lot of the, I mean, many classes that I've posed for as figure mm-hmm. out because you have like SVA and yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh, Frat? Pratt parsons. pratt parsons have i been i don't think i've modeled for parsons yet but a lot of those classes that i've actually posed for it's mostly international students from china from like mainland is what i gather mm-hmm. so i was mm-hmm. like i don't know if that's like just because it's new york or what but it's very common that majority of the classes are international chinese students
1: mm-hmm. yeah and, and it, i yeah. think it's a good thing because it's like they want to learn you know this country and learn I'm like okay cool it's actually I remember talking to my roommate who was my first freshman year and sophomore year roommate about China yeah and talking to her about the one-child policy and all this stuff and it was so interesting um one of the things that she brought up that I had never even thought of is the fact that not only again was this like a monumental like L big l for
0: yeah that. yeah um, <laughs> <Other than> that,
1: <laughs> um i mean what do you expect when people men in the military are making a law that will affect
0: yeah mostly
1: women let's be i mean it affected the entire country but let's be honest like the people that yeah. affected were the women of china yeah um, and she was talking to me about the fact that when she goes back she would have to like consider the fact that she would have to take care of not just her parents because that's Chinese tradition yeah but most of their grandparents live really long too mm-hmm. so it's like you got one kid taking care of if everyone's alive six people yeah multiple like, generations Whew. disaster I not disaster I mean I I I yeah. think there is something to respect about taking care of your elders I'm taking care of my mom right now but like, that's too much oh like one yeah I'm like, uh... <laughs> oh yeah and then it's
0: also i guess they also return to i guess chinese government and call culture and policy which i think in america there's a lot more expression and they're able to hmm. feel more free quote unquote because free is different for everybody but <laughs> yeah
1: yeah um and, and there's complexities too i actually um I felt so bad because I think this is before I came out of the fog and was still a little bit more like I want to say you know China phobic because I do think the US makes it so easy almost to be Chinese phobic but I actually had a, a discussion with my friend's friend I didn't know her but she was saying how much she liked living in China and I was like how could you say that they've done so many bad things and she's like well look at America yeah (laughs) and i was was like like, damn um, you're right girl (laughs) it was you (laughs) know
0: trump was president by jazz (laughs) um
1: yeah and it just you know it makes you reframe things like again every country like big countries like china and america have problems oh yeah oh yeah definitely Um, but it was kind of refreshing to hear like yeah she is a woman who actually really likes living in china you know like for better for worse that's her thing Mm mm-hmm and i you know it it did open my eyes because again i think a lot of people again a lot of the international students who come here want to escape yeah or they don't want to be in china
0: right or who knows but it seems that tends to be the main opinion or the general opinion you're like oh okay Mm -hmm. um yeah and then being like a figure model who is chinese and then i do have a tattoo (laughs) you know, the tattoo is related to adoption. That has started some interesting conversations with them, but it's also sort of like not enough time to like, let's go into it. But, <laughs> I don't know. As an artist, if you saw like a Chinese adoptee model,
1: figure model, would you have been like, huh? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't talk to you when you're on the job, but yeah, oh, yeah that's thought, true. Like, <laughs> After, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It'd be, know. You know, it's really cool. Like yeah, I wasn't yeah. even the only adoptee in my graduating class at RISD. I think there was one mm. more person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but we didn't really talk that much. Yeah. But it's always nice to like just meet another person. Yeah. You know, it's just like, hi, how are you doing? Yeah.
0: As uh, as Evelyn says, fellow traveler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. love that. It was like, fellow traveler. Yeah. Evelyn was somebody that I met on like a Dragon Bow team, which is mostly Asian American ch- or, yeah, Asian American kids.
1: That's cool. It's, it's, it's
0: young cool. adults. Adults. A lot of them grew up with like, in a culture of like being in New York City and like Mm. growing up around like speaking Cantonese and family so it's like that immigrant experience um but it was like me and two other people were Chinese adoptees Mm. it's like well we're everywhere we will find each other Mm -hmm. Uh, and then even this year I think there is a Korean adoptee this time and then two of us returned so I was like wow I love it of course, I'm like the one who's like, hey, you're adopted. You want to talk about it? Oh, wait, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should be like, hey, how how do you like New York? How long you been here? Mm-hmm. Immediate instinct is, I think it's because of the podcast, too. Immediate instinct is like, oh, are you adopted? You want to talk about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me. I'm not necessarily just to record about it. But it's like, you want to just talk about adoption? Because I, I like hearing about it, apparently. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. That's why I started the podcast, too. I'll probably insert a break here. gonna ask when did your interest in art become like your like your focus because I mean you went to art school so I think have you always
1: been like interested in art were you like one of those kids who was always drawing type of thing or always like I want to do this I, I again I think um my parents being older drawing I think was one of the things that we could do together that wasn't like you know too strenuous I, they were, like, pretty spry 50-year-olds, I will say. Like, they weren't, you know, bedridden. But I think drawing was just a really good way to, like, get, you know, like, fun out of it. And I just yeah. always was drawn to visual images. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always drawn to cartoons and anime when I was younger, too. Mm-hmm. And I think there is something very striking about, you know, seeing cartoons and you understand that they're drawn. yeah. Right, And you're like, oh, I want it emulate that and I think that really helped kind of spread that love and just keeping doing it and again I was um encouraged to do it I think from a lot of the people around me and I think that's really what you know makes you strive to be better sometimes it's when people actively support you though there are Mm. again there are people who are like really good because they had to prove it
0: yeah Um,
1: that's also like a different story in, in itself I remember getting, like, weird comments sometimes, though, in, like, high school, where people would be like, of course you're good, strong piece you're Asian. Which, what? I don't even know what that meant. <laughs> I <don't know>. What? <laughs> I think that they're trying to say, is that, I guess, like, if you're good at art because you're Asian, it's because your parents might be pressuring you to be good, but I don't even know if that's uh, what they meant, or they're just being racist.
0: <laughs> um. Okay, yeah, I was like, I'm not sure what that means either, because it's not exactly, like, or is it, like, the association with, like, manga
1: and stuff that it was like those are Japanese. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah mm-hmm. I got, okay. <laughs> um, I got really lucky in having very encouraging families and friends, yeah, um, support yeah, people supporting not like diminishing what you'd like to do in your dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that because I wanted to go down the illustration um career path, I think that's also what made my parents a little bit more you know, I think every parent Mm -hmm. is concerned about their kid making it and art is famously not the greatest thing to go down if you want to make a lot of money Mm -hmm. um but you know i think they i was starting to really research when i got into high school like how can i make this work
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: you know animated films are coming out picture books have always been a thing yeah editorial articles although they, they don't really pay the best it's still like you get the prestige of it yeah my parents were like okay this is actually something you can do yeah I think if I had told them I wanted to go to RISD for painting or something I don't think they would have paid for it to be quite Mm. honest I think they would have been like you're on your own (laughs) okay but the fact that I had a kind of a plan like I had something I had goals I had a career I wanted to do I think it helped them and um, I think a lot of people at RISD go into RISD going into graphic design or industrial design because those are the safest jobs. I see. Yeah, so yeah. Illustration is kind of like a little bit removed from it, but you can still find careers. Well, mm. the fine arts, you can definitely find careers. And I, I really like the fine arts. I think they're very important. Like every art, every, all art is important. Um, but again, I think my parents support me because I was going into something that had a reputation like people were still making livings off of it if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah yeah. I see okay so that's how you because you did research you're like I want to go the illustration route okay and you mm-hmm. work as a
1: freelancer presently yes. right mm-hmm. Ooh. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean you get it if you're a freelancer right like it's it's an Oof. interesting uh, our taxes Ooh. <laughs> yeah that's that's a whole nother thing <laughs>
0: Have you been doing freelance for, since you finished school? Yeah, I
1: graduated in 2019. So, oh, that's really you amazing. know, I came after. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's rough. Mm-hmm. So you graduated right before, but that's still intense. And that to be freelance, oh my gosh. Well, you. <laughs> you know, I, I try to take it all in stride. Um, I mentioned before, so my dad passed away right in my junior year of college. Yeah. Um, I honestly was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, my mom really encouraged me to just go back. And I was actually thinking of taking a gap year because one of my friends was taking a gap year. But Oh, yeah, yeah. It worked out that I did Oh, uh, I feel really bad. Uh, 2020 was so all those years after we graduated, they were really hit terribly. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but one of the things that happened is because my parents had been together since they were like nine years old like they had known each other since they were nine when my dad passed away I could definitely see that I think my mom like really started to kind of kind of just get weaker
0: yeah and
1: she had always had like an autoimmune illness it's called scleroderma Mm -hmm. um fun fact Bob Saget of whole house fame his he was like the I think head of the scleroderma foundation because his sister passed away from it oh I didn't Um, know that yeah rest in peace Bob Saget she her condition just like physically has always been kind of weak like it it was good when I was younger but as I got older I definitely saw like she needed more of a cane like yeah as good and then she just got dementia I think just you know so ironically I think you know realizing moving to New York was not the best option Mm -hmm. and being freelance and trying to figure out stuff with my mom and honestly my dad's like when your parents die, you have to deal with a lot of paperwork. So oh, right. I was kind of grateful I was freelance because if I had nine to five, I wouldn't have been Can able to be like, do this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I take it, you know, with a grain of salt. Yeah. When people are like, all. yeah, <laughs> yeah, um yeah, I, I like to make a joke with my friend who is honestly going through something very similar with mm-hmm. me. She, um they also had older parents. Yeah. Um, and we've been saying that all the worst things have happened to us, but they've also been the, the best kind of worst things. Mm. Like the worst things happen at the best time. I see. Like,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's like you know, the alive. timing has worked out for these
0: unfortunate things. But you know, it's a mm-hmm. it's a fortunate happened. But I mean, the natural course of life is we all do leave this world. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It is one of those like eh, yeah, it just worked out that. The passing was this, and I could work and do. Yeah, I don't.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Being a freelancer for not even that long, I was like, this is, Mm -hmm. it's so hard. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's also in arts too. So it's like,
1: I don't, I don't even know. I I think it got a little bit better after I started going into more publishing, like children's Mm, books. I see. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Because you mentioned
1: editorials too. So. Yeah. And I'm actually doing an editorial piece like right now okay um the deadline's like crisp but it's fine I work fast it will be fine I hope yeah I think it's just a very um you know you're given what you can work with and I think freelancing for people going through very extenuating circumstances yeah is actually very I'm very grateful <laughs> for yeah. it Yeah, and you know actually going through all the stuff with my parents too I think that's like actually kind of what helped me kind of come to terms with adoption Mm, yes. or like starting to think about it more because I really wasn't thinking about it for so long yeah um, because of all those feelings about feeling like not Asian right. enough and right this. Mm-hmm. there's that real there's a really good college humor video where it's like are you like there's, like, a, it's called Are You Asian Enough? And it's, like, a panel of someone who's full Asian, half Asian, like, an eighth,
0: a fourth um, Asian.
1: Yeah. It's really I've, funny. Okay.
0: I want to say I've probably seen it, and I will probably look it up after this, too. But it's, like, I'm, I feel like I probably saw it. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I've related so much That's that skit. It's so good. You're just, okay. like, I feel, I feel this every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, I mean, yeah. it is, like,
0: dependent on what you're going through at the time. So, it's, like, when we're younger and... That's like not what's gonna be focusing what we're gonna be focusing on. But as we get older, and yes, our parents
1: were like a death or something happens, like that, it reframes or reshifts like your focus. So it's
0: like,
1: yeah, yeah. I remember mentioning too in like my artist statement for that um, oh, for the context. I had emailed I had it? emailed you, right, about coming on because I actually listened to your podcast to yeah. get kind of a perspective for this redesign I did for the Asian American Pacific Islander logo um mm. for Uteil it's like an architecture company oh um, and I had always had some feelings about adoption but I think growing older again I think you've mentioned on your podcast a few times you start to really think about it you start mm-hmm. to really sit with it yeah um and one of the things that happened with the logo was me realizing when, especially as I've been taking care of my mom, the amount of times I've been mistaken as her aide.
0: Oh, so, I didn't even think of that. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're
1: like, nope, this is my mother. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I really have to, every time I go into like a medical thing with her, and it's like a new place, because the people that know her know her. They know yeah. that I'm adopted, they know that. But it's just, I always feel like I have to put on. Yeah like hi mom like i really have yeah. to be like right off Yup. oh my gosh yeah it's such a and again these are not things that i i went to adoptee camp like the fcc oh. i think it's formally fcc i don't know what they are oh now oh my gosh oh my gosh um
0: oh i always forget to. I, I, yeah but you know what
1: i'm talking about right exactly like, I I, yeah exactly. yeah, so yeah. Cool. Uh, Chinese
0: no I don't even know something
1: (laughs) we know what we're talking about and I definitely struggle
0: with the new name every time but yeah formerly then they had like a camp right
1: yeah I went to that I went to hold camp for a little bit yeah um yeah like they prepare you for a little bit yeah but they could not have prepared me For... for you know going through the medical system with a white mother no I can't imagine Mm -hmm. I
0: I think it's very common in conversation as like kids like when we were kids we talk about how like uh, being a child with a white mom like walking around um there's a lot of like oh is this a child like where like where's this kid's mom right so then like the mom is the one who has the experience like thinking that they're like the caretaker of us but but yeah you bring up definitely a good point I even think about that the opposite of like when they get old it's like it's a cycle I guess it happens in the future Mm -hmm. oh my
1: goodness yeah, when I was talking to one of the people I actually had, crit- like, I, not critique, but I just wanted, like, someone from high school I had known, mm-hmm. um, and who was very friendly with, um, and who was also adopted, but I think a year younger, I wanted her perspective on it as well,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: she had mentioned that, like, one of the things that she's experienced, which I even, again, my dad passed away when I was in college, so it didn't really happen to me as much, but getting mistaken as your father's wife, too. Yeah, yeah. like. There's things that we're gonna go through that, yeah. you know. I think again, I'm realizing now that yeah. this is just how it works. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I had that. I had that with the well, not my father usually, but my brother's
1: like girlfriend oh. or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like and nope. Like, no.
0: <laughs> and I was like nope. Actually, my brother is not interested in women, so that works out. <laughs> <too."> um, <laughs> it took it took some time for him to also, I think, come out as well, and it was. Mm. I felt honored when he did finally like share I was like okay we were much older and I could mm-hmm. tell like he was definitely struggling his own battles I mean apart from like ethnicity and race but just like everybody's got their own things they gotta like struggle through and, mm-hmm. and
1: stuff But yeah the brothers being white I was like eh I just kind of over my head yeah <laughs> you're like please not in front of my salad not
0: right now <laughs> yeah it's like I don't want to people think I'm dating my brother but here we are (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Um, yeah. I I don't have siblings that's so interesting to hear
0: yes it was it was was very common that people thought me and my middle brother were like dating it's like nope (laughs) Uh, I also went to high school he was a senior when I was a freshman so a lot of people I don't think a lot of people knew he had a younger sister but then when they found out he had a younger sister and it was me they're like oh you guys don't even look alike like nope <laughs> <Duh>. that's true <laughs> that's very true mm-hmm. um, so that was an interesting dynamic too but I think the mm-hmm. advantage of having older brothers like two older brother siblings is um, I was thinking about this too is like my oldest brother is a nurse or
1: mm, was a yeah. nurse
0: and will be I think he's working on becoming like an anesthesiologist and something related to medical field for sure or
1: mm-hmm.
0: not too close but I kind of take it for granted and I know I do that my oldest brother will probably be the one taking on the responsibility of like when my parents are getting older and they need care that he will be the one that does all the paperwork and all that so I was like yeah. <laughs> i just gonna live my single life in New York City while you uh are there because they're getting they're getting older too but
1: I got Mm -hmm. two older I got two siblings above me
0: before yeah (laughs) I'm like so I feel lucky in that way for sure but hey that's I don't know if that's gonna be the case but so I
1: predict it will be I'll knock on wood for you I mean they already sound better I mean I know I'm kind of like in a group right now for caregivers for people with dementia Mm, yeah and specifically young caregivers
0: yeah and
1: it's striking that there's a lot of people who have siblings but still do anything and they're like Mm -hmm. you know so I think it's really good that you have siblings that you can rely on because sometimes you might have like five siblings but you're the one doing the work
0: yeah I mean it's no given because like between the siblings and I it's like we're not terribly close like I we don't Mm -hmm. really talk to each other to be right now we don't Mm. Uh, and it's like my bro- oldest brother has three three children and it's like he's busy. Mm. And like I only found out recently that we're not that far apart geographically, which I didn't even know. And it's
1: like, oh,
0: okay, well, mm. <laughs> so that's a that's a whole nother thing.
1: Family is complex. <laughs>
0: family is so complex. With help with therapy and without the help of therapy, I feel like with time I've just sort of found my own way back to my family too. Mm. So.
1: Mm-hmm. That happens as well. (laughs) You know, I think the one thing that again it comes to complications like anything, but I think adoption does prove that not you know, the people related to you by blood aren't necessarily they don't have to be your family, right?
0: Yeah.
1: I think it's also the idea like you have to earn it. Mm -hmm. Like your family not your family, but I think any family has to, you know, provide love, right? and biology doesn't link that necessarily I think as much I think some people really do think it does and that's like fine for them but I think also being queer has given me that like I've always kind of because I was adopted right like yeah love is given not like it has to be reciprocated right you know you don't earn it just because you gave birth to me or it's because you right. donated the sperm you know yeah so I think that is one nice thing about it. but again adoption comes as its own bag of mm-hmm. worms <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and I don't know what you think about this but I've some of the adopted people I've met who weren't transracial adopted they were domestically adopted yeah I've wondered about this for a while but I feel like honestly the one child policy was such an easy like band-aid me when I was younger Mm. like it sucked to hear like the way that they framed it to me at least was that kind of doesn't like women (laughs) like they just didn't want the female babies right and because of their you know policies and cultural mishaps a bunch of us are here now Mm -hmm. and I wonder about this because I had again the people who were adopted domestically some of them it's like their birth parents had drug problems or yeah you know, i feel like in a weird way the one shot like the explanation that we got was at least for me was so much more like okay i get it like i don't have to really sit with it until later because again it is more complex yeah. but it's not you know it's very it's not as messy almost weirdly enough compared to some I, other here. it's so interesting you bring this up because i've thought about that
0: too like if it weren't because of this policy, like there and I'm I'm sure the policy is like, I wanna say the blanket statement that everybody gets mm-hmm. for our adoption. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the easiest explanation for everything. But then like doing a little bit of deeper research and diving into it, you hear about like families that are like they just weren't wealthy enough to have a kid, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the way the the baby was like conceived was like not actually great or immoral and all this other stuff so yeah i was thinking that too like with um because even my my father my adoptee dad is a domestic adoptee Mm -hmm. and he has like i don't think he found out about his adoption until he was much like he was a later later discovery adoptee and then Mm -hmm. learned about the history and i think his birth family might have passed on before he could even meet them so it's less like it's not necessarily makes it easier but it almost helps I want to, I want to say, I agree in the sense that like having that blanket statement allows us to like focus on other aspects of the adoption and like do the research and deal with those feelings then mm-hmm. like go into like the reason why, because I'm sure there's more underneath just that reason. And I think that there's an appeal of like talking or learning about birth families so that we can learn like why too, like, yeah. is it just the policy that affected our birth parents or what else
1: happened because there has to be more yeah um, again that... it, it makes them into a statistic it yes. doesn't and it takes yeah. away the voice of honestly the mothers yeah which is also something that i've grappled with in college mm. more
0: yeah
1: I, yeah like i always recommend this book it was like a stories from an unnamed chinese mother yes i heard about that yeah and i was like man <laughs> oh geez <laughs> okay did you read that or were you like oh I'll get to it (laughs) I I've read it once Mm, okay I think a lot of it honestly like after I got through half of it I was just like a mess
0: (laughs) okay I I wonder that too like being adoptees and reading these like stories and stuff like I hear from some people some fellow fellow travelers who are like I read and watch all the documentaries and I was like does it not like tear you apart because I feel like I'm one of those people who's like I don't know if I could sit down and watch documentary or read a book because it is so intense. (laughs) Like, yeah. Um, I met with somebody who, because of Instagram, we, uh, we, she was in New York city and we met up and we were like in the bookstore and there was like some books. And I think some of them were like Asian immigrant stories. And then one was like an adoptee one. And I think I I like how she's phrased it. She's like, I need to like be in the mental space to like read that. And I was like, that's exactly what I think too. It's like, yeah, I usually avoid any books or documentaries about this because it's like so intense. I mean, like seeing the Life of Pi movie was it Life of Pi? The movie? Life of Pi, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like the one with the tiger, <laughs> yes, yeah, the okay. one with the tiger.
1: Was it Life of Pi? No, yeah, that's Life of Pi, the Indian kid who's on the boat with the tiger. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, different Indian kid. Oh, god, that's so bad. I'm gonna keep that in, but no, uh. Lost. No. What's it called? Lost? What's the movie? Okay, where? Oh, he's Tiger. Like...
1: like the one, like Lion. Like Lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah was... Oh my God. I, I just witnessed how that. my brain works. I was like, Life <laughs> of Indian kid. No, Lion, <laughs> lion, <laughs> lion. That
0: one. Oh my God. Ay-ya. Okay.
1: Oh boy, that was rough. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna keep or that. All as, as my Jewish <laughs> side says, vey. Oh. Oy vey. Yeah,
0: you're like, ah, yeah, <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> Oh my gosh, Lion! Like
0: that was based on a true story, but the movie kind of like fictionalized it a little bit. But t- truly, like I was like, oh, I can watch Lion. It's okay. No, at the very end is like falling. Uh, I think my dad also cried too. So I was like, oh. okay, so it's. I think it's all adoptees. Do they watch this movie, Lion? Not Life of Pi. Still not <laughs> Life of <laughs> and pie.
1: Very different. It like
0: destroyed. So it's like these actual documentaries. It's like um, because. I think I, I recently did watch a documentary the fat it was called found on Netflix. Yes. Okay, yeah. I don't know if you've like seen that. that, that. Okay, you okay. Yeah. yeah, that was one where I myself and Katie we were both like mentally prepared to be like destroyed by it. So we watched yeah. it together cuz it's like uh, I think we could watch this together because also known as had an event where like two of the people that were in that documentary like spoke about their experience apart from the documentary and it was really interesting yeah. cuz it's they were they filmed that when they were like one man I think they were only like 17 to 20 like pretty young and now they're what like 25 a little bit older
1: mm-hmm. but
0: we both went to that thinking like oh this is gonna be really hard to watch I don't know if we can do it and then we watched. It,
1: it's like actually that wasn't so bad it wasn't like really depressing <laughs> but
0: mm-hmm. in general I think it's really hard to like prepare to like watch or read about and I think that book I have heard is pretty
1: intense <laughs> yeah Uh it it hits I think it's also just again when you've made honestly your birth family up like of course like I think there were nights when I was younger I was like why did they give me up like all that stuff yeah yeah but when you spend a lot of your teenage and young years kind of just thinking about them as they didn't want me because I was a girl yeah you know and then you read that book you're like they were oh. humans. <laughs>
0: like, yes, they you know humans. it really just hits you. <laughs> I know, and it's like, I I think everybody has different ideas of like why they want to find their birth parents or not. But I do I imagine a part of it, can't speak for all of us, but I imagine part of it is like wanting to know why. So yeah. we want to know why, and even mm-hmm. if we do meet them and we get to ask, will they tell us the truth? Like that's another part of it. So I was like,
1: eh. So uh, mm-hmm. I was gonna
0: say I haven't spoken to any Chinese adoptees who've actually found their families. I've spoken to a lot of Korean adoptees who've
1: mm-hmm.
0: found their families, but not a lot of Chinese adoptees. And I don't know if it's that much different, but
1: I feel like it's just Korea had better records, and also yeah. the the reason right they were adopted was very different yeah. than like the Chinese adoptees, which China's just huge. Like yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine the wherewithal to even where it even look, oh, yeah. like when the lady in found is like going out i'm like i don't know how you're doing this girl good luck i know, like, <laughs> I know. and that documentary covered actually a lot about her and she had like yeah. a younger sister and i was like oh snap um, i i actually really like i think that was one of my favorite parts of it because again yeah. a lot of this you forget that there were people in china that dealt with this too that are born in china in yes i yeah and again yeah. i this is why i feel like it was so rewarding to meet people from international mm-hmm. Asia. yes
0: oh i agree yeah, oh, yeah it's just
1: you're seeing it you're like geez this is mm-hmm. we could not we could have been friends again china's huge but yeah. it's just so, so strange to see a life that yeah. could have led
0: right exactly when you think about that and it's like i know when i was younger i would think about that it's like oh what would life be like if it had not been for this whole thing like none of none of us might have really met to be honest like
1: so mm-hmm. Katie's
0: like Katie and I are from the same orphanage, but she was adopted, I think at six months and I was adopted at four years old. Like we met 20 oh, wow. something years later. So I was like, would we have been friends if it were not for this? Probably not. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah. but yeah, speaking, cause I think the one in the found documentary, and then there was somebody through like her partner is a Korean adoptee, but she's mm-hmm. a Chinese international, like came to the US, New York for education And she was talking, I actually met up with her because she'd like to do kind of like a, she doesn't know exactly what, but sort of like some sort of portrait documentary Mm -hmm. type project with Chinese adoptees. So when I sat down and talked with her, Mm -hmm. she was saying that her younger sister actually was put up for adoption, put up, quote unquote, because I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but Mm -hmm. um, I guess like the younger sister did find them, but she doesn't want anything to do with the family. So I didn't realize that there's a lot of like, Younger siblings who were, yeah, I guess we're put up for adoption, and there's all the older siblings who weren't. It's like, oh,
1: that's, that's like it's so complex. Yeah, again, like, you all the layers. The older you get, everything you know, it's not black and white. It's really, I just know, happens. It had incredible consequences of mm-hmm. several different things. I know. Um, it's like. We yeah. see our
0: parents that raised us and it's like they're human too. So it's like looking in that lens is like you guys are also human. So I'm going to be more cognizant of that. It's like mm-hmm. then you think like oh, our birth parents are also we're all human. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's still really hard though. I'm sure. Yeah.
1: No. And again, I think again, the older we get, the more we'll fig will, you know, go through things. Like I don't know if you've experienced this, but it's always strange for me when I go to, like, a new doctor, or, like, having to go to a specialist or something, yeah. and they ask for, like, genetic history, I just write adopted, like, yeah, big letters, same. just to skip out, I'm like, this yeah. doesn't I me. mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, and then you get to skip, like, three
0: pages of documents, so, it's yeah, <laughs> it,
1: that, uh-huh. that
0: does help. Um- <laughs> it, does. it does, it's like, I don't have to spit, alright, I get to be seen sooner. Um, jokes aside, it is, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, Speaking of China, too, like, have have you actually been back
1: at all? Do you want to go back? I have this weird superstition. Not superstition, but I kind of will wait till my mom passes Mm. to go. Um, Logistically speaking, I think she has maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, a few years left. Yeah. People kick in. So I'm not not like saying like, oh, she's going to die soon. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the kind of thing where I don't know you know yeah and I know it's like it's not her she's always been like you can do this I don't yeah my I just want to be here while I can I I think going to China would just be a really big trip that I don't think I'm ready to honestly make my cousins have been so wonderful one of them was like I'll go on the trip with you and even like some of my uh, friends from college were like we'll go (laughs) let like the ones from China they're like let's (laughs) Uh Because apparently again, like Kunming's a nice city. So I think they're also kind of like, Ooh, Yeah, let's I go. Have heard. <laughs> I have heard. Um Yeah, I think that is actually a pretty popular spot to for people to visit. <laughs> yeah. I got one. Like, I mean again, I think you know, some people get, you know, adopted from very small rural villages. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> very different. Mine's an actual like city. Yeah. Um, um, with like tourist things to do. But yeah, like I am kind of waiting. It's I have a very complicated feeling honestly about how some people portray the journey to China Mm. um I find it kind of I've always found that I've been not even validated but I found myself through living here Mm -hmm. in the states in my home you know yeah. Uh, my artist statement, I really love ginkgo trees. And I think one of the reasons is, right, they are all over the world. They're t- technically from China, yeah. but they make their home and they're very good city dwellers wherever they go because they're really like good pollution, right? And I've always loved the idea of, like, you can find yourself in a diaspora, but still be just as home mm-hmm. as the mainland. And I've always kind of disliked the idea of, like, if you go to China, you'll find out who you are. Yeah. And I understand like you will understand parts of yourself right when you see the place you come from. But why don't you say that about people who were like adopted from like I don't know Russia? Oh yeah, yeah. go back to Russia. Like yeah. there's like a, almost like a weird racial component of like you'll know yourself when you go back to a place where you don't mm. know anyone.
0: <laughs> I see.
1: I, I hope that new movie Joy I'm gonna see it no matter what.
0: Okay. I you're right. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. but I really just hope they don't do the whole thing like I never knew myself until I came here because (laughs) I hate that Trump (laughs) so much (laughs) um I have a feeling it will do that but (laughs) I mean it's like even saying it to someone whose parents are Chinese like immigrants I think is insulting like oh yeah go back to your motherland you'll feel it like Mm. Will will you though yeah like my um partner she's white but she's half Georgian and she's gone back to Georgia and she's like, I don't feel like yeah. you know, my mom wanted me to feel something here, but I don't feel it mm. because my home is America.
0: <laughs> yeah, you this know? is way- what I know, what I, yeah. I have a feeling that movie will te- definitely have that trope because that whole movie just seems, Joyride just seems like it's, I don't know. It's gonna be like just a, just go enjoy the movie for yeah. a joy ride honestly not just <laughs> mm-hmm. don't don't take it too seriously that's what i'm trying to tell people it's like i i wouldn't take it too seriously because i know a lot of people i think by the time your episode comes out the movie will have been out for probably like a week but um, nice. Nice. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who are not too happy about it. And I was like, I mean, I think it's gonna be just for entertainment. So yeah, I'm not mad.
1: This um, is you know what it's gonna be? It's an Applebee's meal afterwards. That's what that's I'm that's gonna perfect. get. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think the really good adopting movies actually come with panda. Like I really like the trilogy. <sighs> I think it's really well done. <laughs> oh yeah. They're so I think that one is just so underappreciated too. But yeah, the first mm-hmm. one is really
0: cute. I
1: agree. Yeah. And the second and third one deal with adoption straight up. Like, oh, they do? Okay. Yeah. No, it's like he confronts his dad. He's like, Dad, am I not your son? Like (laughs) my life, like, he's a (laughs) goose. Look at yourself.
0: Am I not your son?
1: And then the third one, he finds his father, like his birth father, and it's the parents sort of of parent. And I like bald my eyes out. It's okay. It's really well done. Like, I think it's one of the best adoptee.
0: Wow, Found family,
1: like high praise. Oh.
0: Okay, I, um, I admit I have not seen the second or third one.
1: Oh, <laughs> I, I think they're actually better than the first one. Okay, like, so I'm two. you know what? That's gonna be my next <laughs> watch because I was like, All right, let's watch something. I know I like to watch movies every so often. So I was like, That's gonna be the next movie I watch. Wait, I'll have you the seen same. the easy A scene though? You know, easy A scene. There's, like, that Easy Ape, um, the movie, where she has a brother who's, I believe, af- not believe, he's black, and at one point, I think he's asking why he isn't growing faster, and they're, like, oh, we're all late bloomers here, and he's, like, that doesn't matter, I'm adopted, and Stanley Tucci's, like, oh my god, who told you? Oh! <laughs> it's so good. That's also okay. really good, just adoptee representation the transracial okay. adoptee representation wow so good because
0: wow. that movie is really i remember that movie being funny like i've definitely seen it but uh yeah i don't remember that scene it's like what? oh
1: my god there's a lot what? of gifts of it you don't even have to see the scene okay i uh, sorry you don't even have to see the movie you movie. just have to watch that scene the little cliff okay yeah that mm-hmm. is funny
0: wow okay well, kung fu <laughs> panda all right kung fu panda lion you know joyride adoption. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that yet. Yeah.
1: Um. Oh my gosh, I still can't get over the Lion and Life of Pi thing. That was- no, <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of interesting that the two movies with Indian main characters they are related to big, yeah, um, cats. Um, in some way or another, but um, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cats. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, that is.
0: You know talking to you has been really nice because I was just like wow we we could like keep going because I think you're providing a lot of like perspectives that I haven't heard too much from Mm -hmm. or like you're voicing a lot of what I think a lot of people might feel too especially with like the going back to China everybody has like different reasons some people don't want to go back at all and I can see that Mm -hmm. and then like going back what are you expecting and it's like I mean I've been back and I went back to the orphanage a different visit so oh wow it's Mm -hmm. like I don't know. Did it meet my expectation? Eh. <laughs> I'm indifferent on that. It's like it—it it met some sort of expectation. I think it was one of those like a while it went, and I don't know if I'll go back again anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah. it's a like shift of all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good old, good old adoption.
1: Good old transracial Chinese adoption. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, it's. Yeah. It's so interesting again like I think especially um, knowing that it will not be as common at least from China like it's True. interesting to know that our generation will kind of be not the last because there's still people doing it but I don't think it's as common and it's not mm-hmm. from China I feel like it's from like Thailand right or like right. Southeast. Other...
0: yeah other smaller countries now
1: it's a whole other bag of worms that you have to like dissect and kind of go through but you know I'm. it will be interesting to like see how this affects us like when we're 50 or something that's always what I've been kind of wondering
0: I think that too so funny because in therapy I've been like talking a lot about age and wisdom and it's like I've noticed that some people who are older don't necessarily mature (laughs) no (laughs) <laughs> that's really harsh to say what it's, it's true, true. yeah I was like mm-hmm. oh just because you're older doesn't mean you've matured so I do wonder what because and then I was telling that I was actually telling the therapist today I was like it seems like when I talk to other adoptees though we all have a sense of maturity or maybe I just haven't
1: met many of us who don't have that sense of maturity so who mm-hmm. knows <laughs> biased <laughs> over here I mean, you. I. there is something to be said, actually, when I was talking to the art director, who was named Taylor, so that's why the confusion before, um, yeah. for the logo, he's um, black, and I was talking mm. about, again, like, the feeling of, like, should I even be doing this right? Yeah. I don't even, like, wouldn't you want someone with a more authentic Asian-American friend? she was like, one, dumb. don't say that, you're, oh. like, that you are a part of America, and you're Asian, and her best right. friend is actually, like, Asian-American, too. So it like worked out uh, Asian American adoptee specifically. We actually were from the same city, so that's oh, kind of crazy too.
0: Okay, not the same place though.
1: Just, no, just... no, the same. Like I think I mean Kunming. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't oh know well, like same orphanage or not? I, I have no idea. if This same oh, orphanage. Gotcha. But um, it was just crazy. But she said something I've been kind of like just really stewing with because she was kind of relating to the story in the sense like as someone who's black and someone who's dating she sorry fiance her fiance Mm -hmm. is like um from Africa Mm. you know black and that feeling of like not feeling like you can take you know you can not appropriate but like you can't like there's no cultural ties to that like it was again it was really wonderful to kind of relate to that feeling of Mm. dissidence yeah. with your cult like what you appear like the difference between your ethnicity and race versus like what you've been raised with your culture right and one of the things that she said to me she's like that's really like it's not true that you haven't dealt with race you literally every time you go out with your parents you do with race yeah and i think that might be why i think a lot of us have had to like kind of come to terms with things yeah because every day you walk with your parents people might be assuming different things i've thought about this too i even said it apparently to one of my friends that they pointed out to me later sometimes when i go out with my friends when i was younger i would just say like wouldn't it isn't it funny that they think that they probably people will think that you are their my parents grandkid and that i'm your asian friend Mm. when in fact Mm -hmm. i am you know it is not that you are my friend with my parents yeah like it's just you have to battle that every time you go outside, not even battle it, it's just something that you have to contend with,
0: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I that makes you it makes you consider how the world works, right. I think, a little bit more than someone who walks with yeah. their birth parents, right on the street. It's like, oh, it's not,
0: it's,
1: yeah, it's like we deal with it every day, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and true. even when your parents aren't there you're dealing with it because of the name you've been given true yeah like i've been asked so many times by people like these. my name's not even like uh conventionally white i don't want to say it like that but like yeah yeah it's ben bassett or i guess in the israeli way you say ben basat oh so i've gotten questions like are you filipino like are you huh. married to a white man like what is the deal here like it confuses them uh, yeah right yeah. like it's just such a I, I got like a parking ticket once and the the guy was like so what's the name <laughs> why do you have that name
0: why, I, why like, I got that name
1: sir <laughs> sir um yeah but it's just yeah you're you're dealing with like the you're an interruption yeah in a way to the daily routine right. I guess or something.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was I was thinking about that too because it's like because of LinkedIn and stuff and you have like your profile picture, right? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. no question of like, oh what this person looks like. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking mm-hmm. about that too. It was like, oh, because <laughs> I've been applying for speaking freelance, but I've been applying for full-time roles just because was um. like I need the peace of mind of like time and money mm-hmm. for a little bit. Yeah, um, that's where totally. I'm at at hitting 30 years old, but mm-hmm. and it's also just my evenings and weekends. I was like, I've been working so many evenings, weekends. Uh, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're you're like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, it is rough, but uh, one of the jobs that I've been like interviewing for on LinkedIn, I've been corresponding with like the president or CEO. CEO, because it's a Mm. a smaller company. And I was like, oh, it did occur to me. It's like, well, my picture's there. So you know what I look like. We haven't actually met because I've only been interviewing with like the team that I'd be working with. Mm -hmm. So I was like, huh. What if I had just sent my resume in without a picture? Mm. (laughs) Mm. Technology. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do think about that. That's like something I consciously think of. I was like, my name in relation to like my face and
1: meeting people um yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: like oh and it's not just like i think one sided like i actually worked for a chinese publisher oh um, and yeah, they yeah. were shocked that i was chinese yeah um, when and... they met you right they're like oh you're oh are you actually julie <laughs> it was they needed like a, my picture for the bio oh <laughs> i see and i think she was just like oh <laughs> you're chinese yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, Chinese illustrators do not get paid at all because they raised the rate for me and that was still small. because I was international. I yeah. cons- they still consider me American, which is awesome. Yeah. But like it was huh. so like funny. It was like, oh yeah, I guess you wouldn't have again I, my work doesn't really mm-hmm. lend my Asian and identity either. It's very inspired by a lot of like older lithographs mm-hmm. etchings, like Audubon. Yeah, um, like Beatrix Potter, a little bit of Ghibli, some anime, I guess, in there. But again, that's like not Chinese. That's just... yeah. <laughs> like, okay, it's it's interesting. Even again, the identity of the artist and mm-hmm. trying to figure that out, legacy. Yeah, I think all of that plays into just adoption. And honestly, if you're making art of yeah. any sort, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like there's like so much we could have also talked about. But I was like, hmm,
1: we can do channel. round two if you want. I was to say, might <laughs> do
0: round two because you were like, I'm Jewish too, and I was like, I have many questions, but we can save that for another day. It's <laughs> like, yeah. oh, and being being an artist is like, huh? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. But I guess before we finish this one, I always like to ask: Is there anything you'd like to hear from other adoptees, Chinese adoptees?
1: Hmm. I would love to actually hear how people are considering building families or Mm, living out their adult lives, because I've been fascinated just with, you know, I know a lot of people who adopted, are adopted, who are, again, are not transracial, but want to adopt. I know some people who are adopted who really want to have kids. Uh, My partner and I, again, we've only been dating for almost a year now, but... We very much talked about cats first. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, essential. But yeah. I've always had this like weird fear. Not even a weird fear. I think it's a very valid fear of feeling yeah. jealous if I had a birth child. Yeah. Like jealous of yeah, my child. Yeah. And I don't want to put someone through that. I also, again, it's just like, I can't ask my mom for help if I got pregnant. She didn't get pregnant. <laughs> I'd be like, mommy, oh, was this? yeah. And she'd be like I don't know <laughs> right you know so that's really complex and I would just love to hear how mm-hmm. they're kind of trying to figure that out I've I think what my plan is for now is if I were to have kids it would be kind of like fostering but not fostering in the sense that you're giving them a home but I've heard that there are programs you can do where you can kind of mentor a kid
0: oh yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah and I thought about that for art
0: yeah um, oh yeah that's a yeah seems the most logic avenue for what you do yeah yeah. That's like <laughs> a yeah
1: I'd love to hear what people are thinking about and I Same. mean if you don't want a family at all that's also fine like I'm just I curious
0: <laughs> I, I'm
1: curious too I mean and it's like I know
0: somebody I spoke with it's like her sister who's also adopted had a baby and I was like whoa I think it's a mixed baby I don't know if that helps but mm. yeah I was like yeah. I don't really know if that makes a difference but uh. <laughs> yeah it's like adoptees who have like kids mm-hmm. I wonder that too it's like and I've spoken to some Korean adoptees who do have kids and I was like can I ask you more about that and then they I haven't really gotten much of a response I was like all right yeah. never mind <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. after you know some drinks you'll be more open about it but no my one oh my god my <laughs> one friend so not that i'm gonna be like i'm gonna supply with drinks. because i don't really drink that much anyway but mm-hmm. um, people are a lot more honest when they drink though i have to say it's like whoa <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: that's another thing
1: they call it the um, liquid truth for that yeah, reason. seriously
0: seriously mm. oh my gosh it's Intense. Well, as I've read, it's like, well, whatever comes out when you're drinking are usually unresolved things that you haven't dealt with when you were sober. It's like
1: Whoa. Well,
0: yeah, that was deep. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Just gonna put that out there at the end of this recording.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: It's <laughs> like, hmm. If you're drinking and you're mean or something else, there's some stuff you need to resolve in your sober time. Oh goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're like that. I didn't expect that okay. So no (laughs) this is what happens when you have therapy
1: before recording (laughs) oh i had therapy earlier too so it's like i got you freshly like juiced
0: yeah freshly juiced with (laughs) all the like insight and like
1: things to say but would you like to share your instagram so people can see your work oh yeah sure you can find me it's like a it's the name i came up with in high school so please forgive me it's t t e a underscore f-o-r underscore j bass j-b-a-s-s um <laughs> it's if it's hard enough just look up julie van bass i'm literally like the only one hey, okay which yes. helps <laughs> which helps it does um, again having a unique name not just being adopted yeah having a unique name does help yeah
0: <laughs> 100 so. i'm sure i was like whoa okay i just have you as julie b <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a record with julie b because i didn't even try like, I'm even trying to
1: figure out his favorite name right now i, I oh. mean it has um it's like ben bass at oh i love um, it t for T yeah. bass mm-hmm. it reminds me of chuck
0: bass yeah, no <laughs> uh, it's not the same but <laughs> not the same <laughs> yeah. at all okay mm-hmm. american cultural references all coming out right now mm-hmm. <laughs> um but this was really wonderful talking with you i'm so glad we were able to sit down you definitely emailed me at a time where I was like, how do I find more people to talk to?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll, like, uh, contact my people I know if you want. Because I know, I think, yeah. a few of them I, One of them is really, the one I mentioned before, um, he is, like, a scientist, you know, Ooh. and is really, like, interested in the whole gene thing. Wow. Um, she was telling me, like, you know, China might, because they're, you know, for all it's worth, they are kind of organized, I guess, in the sense of, like, they have, yeah. like, more control. So they might be able to have, like, a genetic, you know, whole network, right, Ooh, for their people. Yeah. But the, I think a lot of people, especially a lot of adoptees, are saying, like, we should have access to that. Yeah. Right, that's our right, but I don't think China would do that. Mm.
0: <laughs> well, that would be cool to hear more about that. Yeah. Stay yeah. tuned for other adoptee stories. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she, she'll, I mean, I don't know if she'll want to come over, but, like, yeah. I have a few, so yeah, from the hey. South Jersey area. <laughs>
0: I love it. Hey, from <laughs> anywhere. I I I've, I've I've talked. I mean, they we're everywhere. Um, most most adoptees I've spoken to are from like New York or oh, yeah, yeah. the U.S. because yeah. it's just been the easiest. Because when I meet somebody at an event, I was like, hey, I have a podcast. Like, come talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I have spoken to people like in Netherlands too. Very common mm. area that they had a lot of adoptees go. We're everywhere. I mean, I don't think I somebody was like would you interview chinese adoptees in china like domestically and i was like i mean would they even be
1: allowed to like do no, this So, yeah.
0: no. <laughs> no. don't think so but who knows maybe it's- in like
1: shanghai like you need yeah. to go to the bigger cities. Big cities yeah yeah
0: yeah i mean this is adoptees born in china podcast um so they are mm. born in china technically if we're gonna go there
1: I guess I think adoption in Asian countries is so complex, though. From what I've oh, heard, yeah. from. like it's very like they're more about the bloodline.
0: Yeah, over there,
1: which I'm is sure. how good's your blood, really? Yeah, that's so mean. But <laughs> I know. I don't know. Again, mm-hmm. I think uh, there's something so wonderful that can happen with adoption because again, it proves that yeah. love is earned. You're, yes you're you they wanted you they chose to have you you were an accident yeah you know i mean there's also they are kind of so old they have a lot of traditions yeah. that you know it's... for better or for worse we were not burdened with yeah and they are like over there so I don't know it's complex I need need a researcher who researches China to really speak fully on this I'm I'm a Westerner yeah me too I was like "Mm."
0: (laughs) it's like yeah very Western the most exposure to Chinese history and norms is when I go to the Met I'll be honest (laughs) (laughs) not Chinatown not really yeah because Chinatown they're not like talking about the history and all the trauma of the country but the Mm. Met has a lot of placards about you know the wars Mm. and all the stuff so it's like this is my Chinese history lesson
1: yeah (laughs) American
0: (laughs) being so American taking it the easy way
1: oh god (laughs) no I think the American way would just be like I like (laughs) pandas. Oh my god, and you're and like, like, no.
0: that's, that's an amazing- that's, where we're, that's how we're gonna end! Yeah, that's how we're going
1: Oh my gosh. But thank you for speaking, this was a lot of fun. <laughs> Come on again, if you ever would have me. <laughs> Heck yeah! I think we
0: definitely had a great conversation, so I was like,
1: yeah, I'm totally good. I'll be um, in New York too, I visit sometimes for work. For I was I'm, gonna
0: say, so. like, you probably are in the you gotta be in New York, because you're not- we're not too far from each other. Mm-hmm. I can drive in New York. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Can drive in New York. I feel like you made it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to ABC Adoptees Born in China podcast. If you would like to reach me, it is Adoptees Born in China podcast on Instagram and Facebook or Adopted Babies from China at gmail.com.